Welcome back to episode 183 of Tall Boy Radio. And as we always say, who knows where it goes when the beer flows? Well, I'll tell you where it goes all the way to Torremolinos. That's where we're going this week as we're doing a holiday tips and travel tips episode. And we are joined by a guest for that. But before we get to our guest, let's say hello to our irregulars. Gaza. Evening all, evening the world. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Without giving too much away as to who our guest may be, he has appeared on our podcast before, so really, really looking forward to catching up with him again. And um, as Adam said, I'm sure there'll be one or two left turns along the way and maybe one or two right turns as well. So looking forward to this. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Dave? Yeah, if we get the left and right turn at the same time, that should be uh, pretty good. Yeah, looking forward to this as well. Don't get that one, <laughs> no, well, we, I think what you're saying is we'll be right on course. Exactly. Way. So we are joined by a guest, as we said. Now, we've he's been on before, and it's Lee from Abrit Travels. Did you want to say hello? Yeah, thanks very much for having me back. Appreciate the invite again. I had a lot of fun last time. I said we'd do this. So, uh, hey, I'm happy to, happy to be back and hopefully give one or two tips at least that will uh, help your listeners out and you know help them plan their travels a little bit better indeed indeed so what we're going to be doing we're going to be sharing some holiday and travel tips and hints for your benefit things that you can do to make your travel this summer and any other summer go a little bit smoother and if you're watching live and feel free to ask any questions and you know what? We'll do our best to answer them. Or if you want to throw in some hints and tips, we'll share those as well. I've got a few questions as well for these guys, asking for some tips on travel for why travel's coming up in the summer. So, Lee, we were chatting earlier before, and you you were you were sharing. You said you had a few things to share in terms of holiday hints and tips, which you found really useful and important. Do you want to go and take one straight from the the start there? Yeah, I think um, I think probably best to go with the uh, top of the bunch, most important first. Something that a few people get a little bit funky about. I know I did back in the day. We even do it with cars and things like that. But get yourself travel insurance. 100% it needs to be done. There are people out there that don't do it. I was one of them. I, I was definitely one of them. And I've used the travel insurance since then. I was quite lucky to have the travel insurance and not quite realized that I had it until it was time to use it. And obviously I'm very thankful that I did have it at the time, but hundred percent guys, like travel insurance is the most important thing that you've got to have every time you leave the country. You don't want to be caught out in somewhere, the back sticks of nowhere, getting a little bit of a dodgy, uh, a dodgy thing happening in Delhi or Bali or something like that. Right. You need, you need to be covered at all costs. Sounds to me, Lee, like you might have had an experience there that you may want to share with our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that, that time that I did thankfully have travel insurance, we were over in the US, and I think it is world knowledge, common knowledge, that the US healthcare system can be, let's say, a little bit on the pricey side uh, if you have to use it. So I unfortunately ended up in, in a hospital in central Florida and I was in the hospital for 10 days. They gave me a goal. What is, what is your goal? 
by the end of this, and the goal obviously starts off, I want to go to the theme parks. I'm in Florida. Quickly becomes, I just actually want to get out of the hospital and go home. But at the end of that, you know, the insurance company, thankfully they cover everything. You are treated a little bit like a, um, like you're on the self-scan at Tesco's where they scan your wristband and then they scan the, the morphine, the potassium and just run it through and add it to a, add it to your shopping cart. But I paid $50 for it and the itemized bill came to 120000 So wow. um, Whoa, what? put that into perspective that travel insurance is, is very necessary. I think it was $119,000 in total when I... Totally up seven a seven wow. a seven page bill, and that was me asking them to uh, take me off some of the uh, some of the drugs after like four oh, days oh, or something. That like... Sounds like a hell of a hangover cure. Yeah, right? I was, was going to yeah, say yeah, yeah. it's getting paid for, dude. That'll last for a few more. <laughs> well, it did. It did feel like a hangover for those four days. I put it that way. It, it was uh, you know when you're being pumped full of morphine for four days, it it does feel a little bit a little bit weird. But you know, like. I paid fifty dollars for that, so I saved. I saved one hundred nineteen and a half thousand dollars. I don't know how it works otherwise. <laughs> like if yeah. if I didn't have the insurance, like did I do yeah. I sit in scrub pots for one hundred nineteen thousand dollars <laughs> worth of pots or something? But, uh, but on a serious yeah, note, it's... if you didn't have it though, like how would you pay for it? Because yeah, you could. You you might have a credit card or two but I'm not sure what your limit is you don't know. Yeah, anywhere near know, that. right? that'd be nice that'd be nice i mean that'd be dangerous for yeah, it'd be quite dangerous for me you know i quite like getting out of the country if i had 120k credit <laughs> limit on my on my card so that'd, that'd be a little bit be an interesting conversation for sure i'm sure there are people out there that do have that so more power to you guys yeah fair <laughs> but, play. Um, but yeah like how 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 do you even account for that like yeah. you, you just you just can't it's it's the it's a third of a house a half half of a house you know you're never going to be able to pay that back in your lifetime and i don't know how it works you know there's been obviously smaller instances that you could pay you could pay it on a credit card if it's a you know a couple of tests or i've broken the ankle or something when i'm in magaluf or whatever but and you can get away with that because you just put a cast on it gets set and then you're you're, you're back home but you can't account for anything outside of a couple of grand, really. It just doesn't it, it no. doesn't work at all. So yeah, that that goes right to the top of the list for me for very obvious reasons as to why that is. Yeah, if we can come up with another tip then that can beat that saving, that's good. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the challenge. What about you two guys? And you guys, you I presume you get holiday travel insurance. Yeah, 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 all the time. Yeah, and and I suppose the other thing is is that. I mean, we're talking about credit cards. The other thing is sort of trying to purchase things on credit cards because actually you do get some levels of insurance on credit cards. And I know mm. I'm not suggesting for one minute that you sort of rack up credit card debt. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. But if you know if you have it in your current account, then use a credit card to pay for it, and then you know use whatever you've got in your current account to, to then pay the balance of your credit card off. Just because there are certain advantages to using a credit card when you are making certain purchases, particularly if you are going on holiday. So that, that would definitely be one for me is if, you know, if you are in the position to use a credit card, I, I would absolutely say do that. Mm. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I always take travel insurance, although um, thanks to people like Lee, it's starting to get expensive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, yeah, sorry about it, that. Yeah. 
You do. I mean, America is notorious. I mean, uh, as you know, Steve, my brother, lives lives over there, and and it's not just travelers that go over there that it'd be really really expensive for it's really expensive if you just live there in, if you haven't got medical insurance you're basically stuffed but my instinct when they charge you 120 grand is you think oh if you weren't insurance would it be less but from what my brother tells me it probably wouldn't be well it's no, just that's crazy yeah yeah i just I, ju- I mean i i don't know the answer to this maybe you might know dave if you've been chatting to steve like if you're in America, if you hadn't got insurance, for example, do you have to sign something like before they start giving you the treatment to say, yes, I have the means to be able to pay for the treatment that you're about to give me? Because actually you don't know what they're about to give you. So I, I don't understand because you could just say, yeah, sorry about that, can't pay. So yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Is it like a means test or something? I don't know. Well, I think that's part of, um, it's a real political hot potato over there, isn't it? You had, uh, was it? Obama trying to bring in changes so that healthcare was available to all. Then I think Hillary Clinton was going to support that, and then Trump comes in and he doesn't support that. And I think Biden's caught in between a rock and a hard place because it's it's so expensive and the system's not geared up for it that the industry itself doesn't want to do it. So to answer the question, as in if you've got nothing, I think you do get emergency care. They're not going to let you die on the side of the street, but I yeah. imagine that you, you'd owe a big debt. Yeah. So I think it just goes it's, away. Sell your soul to the devil or something. I don't know. Don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah. I think I think sometimes, depending on the care, I think charities can get involved and stuff like that. But it's obviously, okay. you know, what you said there. It's not going to be the same kind of level of care as it would be if they're charging you 120 grand. You know, so it's uh, it's, it's definitely definitely food for the thought there. And actually, coming back to your point there, Gaz, about uh, credit cards and 100% with you know insurance of sorts and protection on purchases on the credit card that applies both here and abroad as well and yeah. purchasing the uh, purchasing holidays and whatnot you know you've got contingency plans from your credit card company and much like you said not necessarily advocate in that everybody goes out and racks up credit card debt but if you've got it if you can pay it off then you pay in you're paying off every single month and clearing that balance. Fantastic way of having that extra level of purchasing yeah. protection. And there are there are a number of cards out there that offer cash back and kind of loyalty schemes. You get your Avios points, you get your air miles and things like that that can go towards sweetening the deal of sorts with those with those credit cards. It is just very crucial that you pay that back yeah. every month. Otherwise it's gonna cost you. Yeah. And just while we're on travel insurance as well, there are bank accounts out there as well. Don't get me wrong. When you look at it, you are paying to have that account, but you pay and you do get a few other things included in there as well. So the one I have, I have my RAC car roadside pickups or what have you. That's that's all taken care of through the bank account and my holiday insurance as well. So yeah. I don't have to get it. That said, I am then paying a premium to have that account, but it you know, it means that all of a sudden I'm on holiday. And if I do need that, I don't have to think about it's one less thing to think about when I'm going. And I have had to use it myself. Lee and I were chatting before we started. I've never, ever, thankfully, touched wood as I say this because I'm off on holiday in a few weeks' time. I've never found myself in hospital or hospitalized or injured or ill abroad. However, you know, we did have a time. So we'd booked, we'd booked Vegas for the wife's 30th, and then she was pregnant. 
you know, I say it like it's her fault. I did have, I did have a hand in it. Small part. Yeah, yeah. She, she ruined it for me. Though we were going to be staying at the win, but we 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 used we used our insurance to get our money back on that, and the the win were fantastic. They just we didn't even need insurance. They just gave us the money back and said, you know, no worries. Look okay. forward to having you when you can come. The the planes, however, absolutely bit different altogether. Yeah. They're yeah. a bit of a nightmare. We got everything back apart from the taxes, which we were able to claim back on insurance. So, yeah, it, you know, and I, I hate to miss out and pay for something. You know I me, mean? I'm tight, I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like paying for stuff <laughs> and getting nothing back in return. So I've got a question for you guys, and this is one where I'm looking for a little bit of help and a little tip on how to do this. So I'm off to the States myself this summer, mm-hmm. and one of the things you need if you're going to the States is your ESTA, your visa waiver form. So there's another tip, folks. If you didn't know that, make sure you get that sorted. Back in the day when I first went, I used to fill in a piece of cardboard on the plane and nobody ever looked at yeah. it the first time I went. Now, there's a and whole I'll, app. I'll add, to that. Uh, Go on. I'll add to that as well. Make sure you use the official website because there are dodgy websites that yes. catch you yes, in between and charge you 50 50 or $60 as opposed to the, I think it's $21 now for the it Esther. Is. Yeah, it is yeah. 20 you know, I'll be honest. We've that... been caught out by that, actually. So, so have I. Yeah, so have I, to be honest. I mean, I only got stung for like $7 a person, but this is going by years. When I first did it, we paid and literally it was free but the company were charging seven dollars to fill it in for you and what you're doing is giving them the details and they just transfer it to the site yeah. an absolute scam yeah. <laughs> but now there is a whole app which you can download and i was recommend you go to the department of home, is it homeland department whatever and it'll tell mm-hmm. you where to download the app however doing it for me not a problem doing it for the wife not a problem doing it for my daughter not so bad but you try and take a 3d picture of a four-year-old and i tell you what when you, you're taking a photograph <laughs> And you move it closer, I guarantee every four-year-old will just look up like that because the cameras move close yeah. to him. It was an absolute nightmare. So that's that's a tip I like. If anybody's out there listening, how on earth do you take a 3D photograph of a four-year-old? Because I tell you what, the poor lad was distraught by the end of it. We were at it for two hours. Well, yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, you, you, you say that it sounds relatively painless and straightforward, but sometimes it's just a rigmarole isn't it you feel as though it's just like another hoop you've got to jump through i mean christ knows what you've had to go through in terms of sort of initially trying to get to america then not get to america now you you're finally going to go but you 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 do feel like it's just i've got to do this and i've got to do this and i've got to tick this off and i've got to make sure i fill this in and and it feels like one tiny little mistake and then that ruins like the whole lot and you've just got to start oh and it's just a bind it really is just a bind it's a ball like of a process it really is a ball like of a process filling in but it's a necessity so if anybody out there has got any hints and tips on how to get those photographs i'll appreciate because if i'm going again in a couple of years time don't get me wrong he's going to be two years older and uh, probably no less awkward though for taking photographs of because he's not a fan of having his photograph taken. Just while you're on the, the Esters there, I'm sure, is it two years? Lee, you probably know. Is it, is it two years they last? Is it two years, 18 months, something yeah. like that? Yeah, it's two years, and they are supposed to let you know, I think, before it runs out. But Right, okay. You always, you always forget, and the emails aren't the clearest. It just says your status has been updated. So yeah if you go (laughs) that doesn't help me guys yeah so just yeah two years and just kind of keep an eye on it maybe put put a note in your diary you know my esther runs out on this day if you've done it on the 31st of october put a note in your diary for the 30 30th of october two years time and just you know keep an eye on it if you're somebody that does regularly go or you think you're gonna you're gonna go and and to that point actually the esther can be quite 
limited in terms of the approval process, especially if there's something on your record at all um, that's happened in the past. So before you book anything, any they last for two years. So before you book any holiday, before you book flights, hotel, anything at all, get that Esther first, just to make sure that you haven't got to go through the approval process of going to the embassy and getting an actual visa. Because, you know, if you uh, if you get denied and you're going to lose $21 on the Esther. If you get denied on the Esther when you've already booked everything, I don't know if the travel insurance companies or anything will cover that because you'll probably be told that you knew what was going to happen, you know? So it's be very proactive, get that Esther early and make sure you've got it. It's in place before you book it. You've got two years then to, to use it. It's a solid bit of advice, that is, dude. I, you know, thankfully, mine have come through, but yeah. <laughs> I bought me holiday and everything first. It's <laughs> so basically what you said is you, you did everything. Don't do, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just just to give you an idea of how poor my planning is, like, so I, I booked Manchester Airport to leave the car I was in as well, and uh, then we went car shopping on the weekend, and we we're like, oh, hang on a minute, I've already registered the car. <laughs> Probably shouldn't buy a new one. <laughs> No, oh, probably not. Yeah. No, that's, that's 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 a that's a funny experience because you got to go through the hassle of just bringing them up, and they're probably put the price up in the process as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're going to be stung way. I did the same thing with NCP car park. I'd got the account already booked it, and it was only just before I was about to leave. I thought, ah, oh, I've changed car since then. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, you could log in and change it online. And I got an email confirmation. I changed it. And about a week after we'd used the park, I got a letter with a fine. Yeah, nice trying, to find, trying to find me for it. Tossers. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't pay it, but, you know, they, they, they apologized for the administrative error. <laughs> Nice, nice. Go on then. Holiday hints and tips. Who else has got? Who else has got another one they want to share with our listeners? I mean, it sounds really obvious, and it probably is, but it, it catches like loads of people out. Is if you're booking a holiday, you know, you, you go with the budget and you think I'm going to spend this much money on going on holiday, and then you think, okay, so I'll book my seats on the air, airplane, airplane. Oh yeah, well that's an extra as well. And then I've got to book in an extra luggage. Oh, well, that's an extra as well. So, and, and it only sounds, I say, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not hugely expensive, but, you know, plan and actually budget for the fact you've got to get to wherever it is that you're going. Because you look at you, and particularly, you know, if you're on a package holiday, yeah, the flights are in your hotels and stuff, but there's always those hidden extras. So it's really, it really, really, really is worth just reading the small print, checking that actually, you know what, some of the seats on the airplane might, be at no extra cost but if you wanted mm-hmm. two together or three together or you wanted particular position in the plane or extra leg room etc you know mm-hmm. um so just just your little hidden extras that um and then obviously what you've then got is particularly if you are going into america check for their state tax because obviously some states that they'll charge you extra for certain things so they've got state tax other states don't and it varies and all of this sort of thing so really just do your homework in terms of what you know where you're going and, and exactly how much it's going to cost you. Indeed, and you've you've, you've recently done Vegas, gas, so you know yourself, don't you? That you know that you got resort fees as well to take into account. Yeah, absolutely. You got resort fees in Vegas, and then obviously we went to um, San Francisco, and California has a state tax. So obviously, you know, you've got to factor that in. So yeah, just 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 your little hidden 
bees. And you know that that's the thing for me. Hints and tips. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Dave, have you experienced anything like that? Hidden stuff. It's it's only hidden until you find it, though, isn't it? But Gaz is right. It's kind of incremental. It's like it's like anything. If you if you go into a shop, you can always buy the basic model, and the next one's just a little bit more, and you change your mind you go for that then it's just a little bit more a little bit more and before you know it, you spent twice as much you intended but my my i think as a, some a top tip adam i think you you'd use this one really well is we have a travel folder which keeps our passports and and esters or anything like that in there and we have a list in there it's just a checklist of all the things we need to do and it's every year we photocopy it and we might add to it so if we're going to europe it'll be a list but then if we go to america we might add two or three things to it and you can get a list, I'm sure, from anywhere off the internet. But the beauty of having your own list is you feel comfortable with it. But you've also got things like, you know, tell my mum where I'm going, you know, or, you know, drop the keys off with the neighbour or ask somebody to check on the house. The things that you wouldn't necessarily get on just a standard holiday checklist. And because it's your list and you just keep it every year and then all you do is you just go through which ones apply to this holiday, tick them off as you've done them. Or if you're uncle, you don't forget things. That sounds like a website like Travel Chaos or something like that. Could do something like that. Dave, didn't you used to have some... <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you do, Lee? Yeah, I think we're a bit more on the fly about it. So I, I, I think that's actually a really, that's a really good idea. And, you know, because you do come up with them each time, don't you? It, and you'll even get to the destination and think, oh, Christ, I've forgotten this. I've forgotten that. And, you know, it's just going through that going through that repetitive process each time and knowing that you've got it and it's you know getting your hands on it are my passports there is my travel money there are my travel adapters there and things like that you know so yeah i think i'm gonna have to use that travel tip and make my own yeah actual (laughs) document put it on the wall laminate it and tick it off each each time we go somewhere because uh it's useful because you, you you can assign things as well. So the kids have got tasks, Catherine's got tasks, I've got tasks. So you you all look, you all work from the same list, and you all know what you're doing, and you you all check it. And it's the last thing you check before you leave the house. It's like a checklist of I've got everything. All those things you've just said, Lee, for example, the important mm-hmm. stuff, your passport, you know, your tickets, all that sort of stuff. It's it's really useful. It's really simple as well, and it's no effort because all you do at the start of each holiday is photocopy it, use it. And then that's it till next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good very good, very good tip, very good tip. Yeah. And I think uh, I think a lot of people are definitely going to appreciate that. You know. Yeah. Well, we've we've got a top tip as well sent in by one of our viewers, Paul Kelly of the Seismic Cinema Podcast. Says, top tip: if you are traveling through Cypriot Airport security, replica BB guns in your luggage are totally cool. Pit flasks will get you taken in the back room with an armed guard. There you go. That's that's worth knowing. <laughs> yeah. So don't don't travel to um, any Cypriot place with hip flasks. I no. think is the top tip there. No, I, 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 I can add to that as well. Actually, when I went through, when we came back from Disneyland Paris, we bought the kids some bubble guns, some of the Buzz Lightyear bubble guns. Yeah, that's going to get you case serious as well. Just for record. <laughs> I just, I just want to know if Paul can clarify if that's will get you taken in the back room or taken into the back room. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking it class just in case, Dave, or what? <laughs> Have you had any experiences with uh, with security in airports, Lee? Not in airports, thankfully. I'm always the uh, don't look, don't look. You've done nothing, absolutely nothing wrong, but keep your head down, don't look, don't. <laughs> 
don't don't make eye contact with anybody be super polite to the uh to the immigration officer or things like that we did get the bag searched <laughs> there we go taken two uh, we did get our bag searched going into disneyland paris uh went for my birthday and i've been bought a glass bottle with some sweets you know one of those like mr sims sweet shops like the old-fashioned sweets and stuff yeah. like that so i got bought those and i had it in my suitcase and we were taking the suitcase because they've actually got a luggage check at disneyland paris so if you're leaving in the evening you can still go to the parks in the day and just check your luggage there top tip and did that and obviously you're going through the metal detectors and everything and they're like why, why have you got this glass bottle and it was <laughs> ah right we're gonna we're gonna take that off you and i'm like well you're not taking the sweets so what can i <laughs> thankfully i had like a plastic bag in it i was just pouring these sweets out into the plastic bag like in the middle of uh in the middle of the esplanade at disneyland paris and everybody's you know holding up the queue 30 40 people deep but but yeah that will get you taken just to the side not taken into the back um <laughs> you know to 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 sort out your suitcase but um yeah thankfully you know touch wood not had any run-ins with security just yet immigration officers and uh customs officers you know you you get your standard questions what are you here for and if you don't answer the question to their liking they'll ask a little bit a little bit deeper questions and you know if you're unlucky enough to have your bags searched by the customs officers you just got to hope that you haven't got uh, over your limit which most of the time people do right like we all like to buy an extra bottle of something out uh, out in spain or france and bring it back but one of, one of the things that it sort of security when we went into the states there was there was myself and my wife two daughters um and we sort of queued up and it ended up that i was with my eldest daughter and my wife was with the youngest daughter and we ended up in two separate sort of queues to go through their sort of checks so i went up and showed my passport and they said why are you traveling to the states how long are you here for um have you got any cash on you i was like um about 50 dollars, something like that but i would plan on using just cards when we're here so right okay three you go something and then my daughter went through and they asked they said like um who why are you coming to america she said holiday and they said who are you here with and she went oh my dad um, and he went, who's your dad? And she went, him, sort of pointed at me. And he proper gave me like, I don't know if he thought I was like smuggling kids into the country or something. But <laughs> give me like a proper like stare down. And like, she was like, he said, um, have you got any money on you to aim, like, aim in my daughter? And she's like, like, like proper scared, like really scared. She's like, no, no. Are you, are you traveling with anybody else? Said, yeah. Um, my sister and my mum's like, where are they? She went, over there. Sort of thing. <laughs> and I don't know whether or not Jenny and my youngest had the same sort of thing, but. He was really, really arsy. Like, mm. and, I, and I suppose in a way it might be his job, or I don't know, he just didn't like the look at me coming through or whatever. I don't know, but mm. take your pick. But yeah, honestly, I really, really, yeah, it could be either. But really, like, really arsy. Like, like, I suppose you got like, get, you know, middle, I say middle aged guy, maybe slightly older age, older middle aged guy coming through with, you know, young girl on their own. It's like, yeah. mm, a bit dodgy sort of thing. So whether or not, but that that was it. That was going into America. That was that was into uh, New York. That was. So when he went into we had... New York, sorry, just quickly, I've got a really important question. Oh. I need to clarify. Did he did he then say when he saw Abby, that the girl off that Lily Kelly had? <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't say that. No, Fair no, no. Me. And 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 she didn't carry the money that the girl from the Lily Kelly advert obviously I, has I earned. Her, dude, I don't buy a word of it. <laughs> Dave, anyway, what question did you? Ask? I, I was going to say, following up from Gaz, we had a very similar situation. I can't. 
I can't remember the exact details, but it was me and Alice at the security and Albert and Catherine had gone to a different queue. He'd asked me a couple of questions or she, I can't remember if it was he or she. And then um, they asked Alice a question and I answered it. And she basically just looked and said, I'm not talking to you. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I just didn't, you didn't think, you know, you're always, you know, you, you eight, nine, 10, whatever age, you just, you know, you don't realize that actually your instinct is to, in that situation, to answer for your child. And actually, when you think about it, clearly they want the child to answer for themselves to make sure they're not being smuggled in by somebody like Gaz. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little bit harsh, Dave, to be fair. <laughs> You're going to the States again this year. I hope they don't watch this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll be on the watch list. They'll be like, come the end of July, be like, yeah, we're not letting him in. <laughs> so go on then, Lee. So obviously you, you travel, you you've traveled a fair bit more. So what's your tips in terms of money and how you would take money abroad and how you spend money abroad? Yeah, so good question actually, because that was on I've made myself a little list here, actually, of, of these uh these travel tips and much like what we said about uh, credit cards and not necessarily endorsing any uh, any purchasing schemes or credit cards or financial advice or anything like that, but there are special travel cards out there. You know, you've got the likes of Revolut, Monzo, I believe you've got like Halifax do a special card that you can use abroad free of charge. And it's just being prepared for things like that and saving. I think the, the banks like to charge you 2% or 3% on every transaction plus they give you a pretty rubbish rate as well you know i'm sure we've all we've all done it we've used just our debit card out there and something that should have been 50 quid has ended up costing 60 quid because yeah. you know we've been charged all the fees on top of it now we use something called curve and that's uh it's it's not one that you top up there's a couple out there that you have to top up um but this just links directly to my card Oh, okay. like my debit card, my credit card, and it charges my card in pounds, but pays in dollars or euros or whatever currency. And it gives a very good rate, no additional fees or anything like that on top of it. And actually linking back to the first point that we said I pay, I do pay extra for mine and it comes with travel insurance. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used for that. So I think I pay uh, 15 a month. I get a higher limit to spend fee free more that i can take out the cash point and then i get my travel insurance i get gadget insurance i think up to a thousand pound which doesn't really cover a lot nowadays because every phone's over a thousand pounds so if you lose your phone you're still going to be out of pocket but you know little things like that i know revolut is quite uh, supposed to be quite good as well and um, that one you have to top up but that's good if you are there on a bit more a budget you're keeping an eye on things and you want to save over time you can yeah. add 20 pound 30 pound here and there um and it's also good for i mean you know something like that might be good for children as well to or for you to keep for your children you could put their pocket money on there or something like that you know they get 20 pound uh, 20 pound a month 20 pound a week i don't know what the going rate is nowadays um, maybe I'm being generous, so if um, well, very if you, if you listen to this, and I've just I just got for sixty quid a month, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just little things like that. You know, we we very rarely take much cash with us anymore. If I'm going to the US, I generally don't. You know, I'll take fifty dollars, like like I yeah. said, I'll take fifty dollars just as backup money as a precaution you know but 
you don't need it in a lot of places. We did have a bit of an awkward one in um, Hong Kong, the underground system there. You have to pay with cash to top up your, what's an Oyster, an Oyster card to us, ironically, is called an octopus card to them. <laughs> um, and you have to top that up by cash. But that's really, you know, and, and apart from the little mum and pop shops, everywhere's going to take card nowadays. We're in that new... Obviously, we all know what happened the past three years, and I think we've all moved away from handling cash, really, especially in big cities and and towns and whatnot. When you're yeah. when you're paying with card as well, you should always choose the local currency, shouldn't you? So when it says yeah. how do you want to pay, you should always pick the local currency. Because that was one of the things yeah. I was literally going to ask. I was because obviously you get the option says do you want to pay in you know sterling or do you want to pay in euros or dollars or pesos or wherever it is that you're going to go and, and that was one of the questions i was going to ask is because you, you're forever then it says it's going to cost you this much in sterling and this one you're like trying to do the cal- frantically do the calculations in your head and trying to think which, which which works out cheaper but you just answered that dave so i appreciate that so always paying the local currency yeah yeah very very good tip and actually you know something just on the fly your your phone will be able to tell you how much it is i don't want to say the names of the assistants, you know, you know what it is on iPhones, you know what it is on Android phones, um, you know what it is on your home device, and I'm not going to set that off if you're watching that in your living <laughs> Thank room you. or something like that, but you can say such and such, how much, is, what is $50 in pounds, and it'll tell you there on the flight as so long as you've got internet. So, yeah, you know, being able, being able to do that, and links to what Dave said, just paying the local, 99% of the time, you're better off paying local currency. Because you know they're just going to give you a much better rate, or at least your if you've got one of these travel cards, it'll give you a better rate anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the post office do one as well, where it links to your phone, so you put so much on it, and it keeps you updated on an app, and literally tells you how much money you've got left as well. Now it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. I've not used that one. Actually, we use something. I wish I'd actually done a bit of research on that, but the wife sorts it out. But she, you know, she's got a good rate. She works in banking. So, Dave, do you do you ever take cash abroad? Uh, when we go to Europe, yeah, France and Germany, we do actually take a, quite a lot of cash, five, six hundred dollars in euros, and we tend to use that. I don't know if that's a pre-COVID thing, and I don't know if, like in this country now, everyone's got handheld and held um, credit card scanners. But previously, you know, if we go out visiting some chateau or take the kids horse riding or the sort of things we do, they were kind of back and beyond and not sort of mainstream high street cities and just having cash was just far easier uh, and in restaurants and things it's just it's just easier so we've always done that and then we just we start off doing a mix paying by cash paying by credit card and as the two weeks move on we just pay more and more by money so we tend to use most of it by about 100 euros before we come home I, I don't know that's that may be different next time we go. I'd probably take cash and then gauge it on the next trip whether it's shifted lows like it has in this country. Do you not find though if you if you do if you are paying cash that you take, I don't know, three hundred, four hundred euros and you know, if you can speak the lingo, great. But then when they say I uh, mean you say combien, monsieur and, and it'll read off like a, an amount and you a you didn't listen to it b you said it way too fast so c you just end up giving him like a 20 euro note for something that costs like four quid you end up with a pocket full of bloody coins and you're like for christ's sake i could have just counted them out but you just end up paying with just like notes and every and you you end up in your wallet it's just like a mass of coins you're like really i've got to carry this around with me 
we do end up with a huge amount of coins that then just sit in the car and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and, and they stay there and they accumulate and as we come as we're coming home it's normally when we're on the tunnel you know, we're, we're kind of you know moving all the currency swapping everything back over in your wallets <laughs> and you find out you've got this like 100 weight of coins but that's not i think that's because i necessarily don't know what they say it's i think it's more that you don't carry those coins around with you so next time you pay you pay with 20 euros and you get your eight euros change and the next time you pay you do it again yeah. and do it again and you, you go back to where you're staying and you empty your pockets and then you don't take yeah. it with you the next day by the end of two weeks you, you've got loads of it yeah, yeah. i think well, it's also not knowing bit. where they are as well not knowing the, the coins as well right like yeah yeah. You don't know necessarily what 50 cent looks like. We all know yeah. who 50 cent is and what he looks well, like. Well, you beat me to it. What the coin looks like. <laughs> so, I'm on it. I'm, I'm quick thinking. I, I, I don't, but. Yeah. Dave doesn't know who We should shut him off now. So, Gaz brought up a good question there, though. Like, French, you know, we all did a little bit of French. Lee, when you go abroad, do you ever learn a little bit of the lingo before you go? I tr yeah, I mean, I try and learn the basics, the absolute basic, you know, hello, goodbye, please, thank you, you know, just to kind of be polite. I think it obviously goes, I wish I was one of those people that could just absorb languages, you know, back back in school when we had to do French and, and German and Spanish and all that lot, you know, I, I was top of the class, but you just use, you, you don't, you don't use it, right? You don't speak yeah. the language and now i pretty much know you know bonjour um je suis anglais all that you know the the real parlez-vous anglais monsieur voulez-vous coucher avec moi but that, that's, that's like all the stuff we know right look we don't we don't sit there and actually i was having this conversation with somebody a few days ago and he was saying that when he started learning uh, Spanish, his wife is his wife is Spanish, so he's quite lucky that she would be able to teach him. But before that, he was just learning. He wasn't learning the filler words, I, we, but things like that. He was just learning the main words, you know, like uh, bathroom, restaurant, yeah. you know, things like that. Because you can still get by with yeah. just those words you know i bathroom if you say i people are still going to understand you um mm. if you say bathroom in the local the local tongue but you say i in or we or whatever in english people are still going to understand and get the gist of what you're trying to say anyway so i think just, yeah just picking up a, like a couple of couple of words to to be polite and not be try not to be the person that's pointing and shouting at the menu board um <laughs> we, we, we've all done that we've all been that person and we yeah. probably still will be those people but you know at least we can do it with a please and a thank you at the end of it right? so, <laughs> yeah. no that's good so. that's good I've, i i used i used dutch in amsterdam i i i uh, asked for something off the menu in dutch and the waitress said i'm sorry i don't speak dutch i'm english it's like Oh, okay, oh, okay. Roll reverse, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna minute. How does that work? I've learned it a little bit because I'm here for a week. Now, I always do, I always do, which is why I like to go to the states. So I don't need to learn anything before I go. So, just going back then, carrying money, there's a good reason why you don't carry money because you know, a lot of the places we go to are thoroughfares, they're very popular with other tourists, and there's always a danger of crime. Has anybody ever been a victim of crime or got any other tips about it? 
so I got scammed a little bit, I suppose, when when we were in, in New York. We went to buy an underground pass for, for one uh, sort of equivalent of like a day pass sort of thing. And there was a guy in one of the, the, the tube stations, can't remember which one it was, and he got official jacket on and he was by the machine and and he went, Oh, he said, Have you got he said, what do you want? And I said, Oh, we need a, a, a two-day run around the equivalent of like a two-day run around ticket whatever for the four of us and he went oh, okay that's and he he punched it into the machine and he said something like that to him, like a hundred dollars or something i can't remember exactly what happened but he said it would last for two days so and i and i went to put my card into the machine and it wouldn't accept my card so he said, oh, he said, I've got this one, like a handheld one. Of course, stupidly, I went, oh, okay. And he said, I'll, I'll put mine into the machine and give you the card. You pay here. So he put his card into the machine and tapped some buttons, and then it spat out these four cards, one for me, one for Jenny, one for my two girls. And then I paid it on his machine. And obviously what he'd done, and I only subsequently found this out, he'd basically just paid for like a 24-hour runaround ticket and actually charged me for like a two-day runaround ticket. So I paid $100, whatever. And at the end of the first day, I went at the start of the next day to try and use it. And it's like nothing on this account. And I was like, oh, hold on a minute. Went to the guy in the ticket booth. So then he went, yeah, yeah, it's run out. You've been done. And I was like, fuck, yeah, all sort of thing. You know what I mean? So just, just little things like that. But And it was only, like I say, it's only like $100. But I say only $100. It's $100 sort of thing, yeah. you know, so. But so yeah, I, I sort of got scammed like that. Interested, like never, never massively felt sort of threatened in any way in any of the countries or cities I've ever been in, really. But yeah, I, I, we did get. I say we the rule. We I got scammed a bit when we were in New York. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Lee? Uh, ironically, actually, New York as well. Uh, it seems seems the place to have it happen. Nothing like that, but it was one of those one of the people that hang out in Times Square. And they sort of collar you, listen to listen to my EP or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they they put it, what's your name? And they've already signed it before you finish saying your name. Right, that's twenty dollars, please. You know, and it's just be yeah, being careful on those. That was my that was my first like long distance travel. You know, back way way back then. So I was super novice, and I broke. Every single tip that I've given out tonight, I took probably about a thousand dollars in cash with me. Um, I didn't have a travel card, probably didn't have travel insurance, didn't do any research on it at all. You know? yeah. And then I went and got scammed in Times Square. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's I, just being cautious of those and, and thinking about the situation, isn't it? Yeah. Really, like. Do, do you know the time? So we were in. It didn't happen to me, but we we got talking to this the this couple in in Las Vegas, and and you you've been to Las Vegas, Lee. I assume, you, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you walk along Las Vegas, and, and obviously you walk down the strip, and you you get the dancing girls with the bikinis and the big headdresses on, and very scantily clad and women dressed in well, not really dressed, but painted in the stars and stripes and stuff. And they come and have your photo taken. They say, "Oh, come and have this photo taken." And this one guy was saying that there were three of them, and. Basically, they said, do you want a photo? And and he said, yeah, okay. So the, one of them said, like, oh, hand us your phone. So he gave one his phone, and then the other two put their arm around this guy, and they took a couple of photos with him. And they said, oh, it, it, that's like um, $50 or whatever. And he went, oh, no, no, I don't want to pay. And they're like, well, you're not getting your phone back then. Because <laughs> literally, like, the, one of these women had his phone, and they've, he's obviously posed with this, this photo. 
and they've said, well, basically pay his fifty dollars for the, or you don't get your phone back. And and he went like, obviously he he, he said he went a bit mental and stuff, but <laughs> I, was, I, I don't kind of know what that meant. I don't really kick shit out of them. I don't know. What. <laughs> um, but he, but yeah, there's not but a lot he of he... over there, right? Like you can't really get into that kind of confrontation with it. You know? Yeah, you're, no, because you never know because they've, they've, they've got three absolute meat taxes around the corner or whatever. You know, just ready for for that very reason. Do you know what I mean? So, so he ended up, yeah, he ended up basically. Tra- Paying it, and it's like, wow, that's an expensive photo. Gee whiz, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. how they make their money, and that's how they pay for their headdresses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about yourself, yeah, Dave? Never been, never been caught out or scammed or robbed or, or anything. There was a one instance. I think I mentioned it on the last episode, so I'll, I'll do it briefly. It's when me and my mate were in Disneyland or Disney World, whichever one it is, over on the west side of America, and we'd got a taxi out, and the guy had arranged to pick us up at the end and he turned up and he, he was in like a normal car not a taxi and we were like do we get in this or not and it was like yeah yeah it's fine so and then he started to drive a completely different way and he said i'm just showing you all the sites and he's going off through sort of you know places that didn't look that but he was actually showing us sites we were bricking it but after about 20 minutes we thought this is probably okay but we were relieved when we get when we got there so it wasn't yeah Unless he was going to do something and he changed his mind, I'd like to think. I'd like to think <laughs> yeah. it was just all innocent. I mean, yeah. the other one, which suppose, which is not, it's not intentional fraud or scamming, but you just have to watch out for unintentional things, just from ignorance. So, for example, in France, I'm sure in many other cities, particularly in Europe, if you go to a cafe or a bar or a restaurant, if you sit outside, it's going to cost you more just because you sit outside. It's just things like that, that if you haven't done your research, you could just go rock up, sit down, have no idea, and all of a sudden it's 15, 20% more. So you just got to do your research before you go. Indeed, good tips, yeah. good tips. I think going off what you said there about like taxis and stuff, we always put our destination in uh, in the app, like in, in Google Maps or Apple Maps or something, whenever we get into a taxi and just kind yeah. of make sure that they're they're going in the general direction. They may not necessarily follow the route that the the app says especially you know like london london taxi drivers they know the, the black cab drivers they know every street right for for 20 mile radius so they might yeah. take a different route but we always put it in the sat nav so we know that we're heading at least in the general direction we know they're not going to take us to um, some back alley or something like that they could still take us to some back alley but at least it'll be close to our hotel yeah i was gonna say at least you're going <laughs> <in> the <right laughs> <time. laughs> The only problem with that, Lee, is this is this was pre-mobile, so. Uh, uh, right, yeah. I I won't I won't make anybody uh, feel it, feel bad <laughs> the ageist or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to. Your face gave it away. Yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember those times. I do remember those times. I just I wasn't traveling during those times. <laughs> I wasn't traveling without my parents during those. Times. Yeah, that's it. You were just five at the time. <laughs> Children, our children aren't going to know a world outside of mobile phones. No, um, no, which is true. really weird and slightly horrible to think of as well, because kind of miss the times actually. Um, however convenient they are now. 
They are, yeah. They, they do take over. And they play a big part in travel as well, though, don't they, do? Technology is a big part. Have you got any other tips maybe involving technology? Yeah, I think uh, this actually, this wasn't on my list, but good, good question to ask, actually. Making sure that you've got internet abroad and keeping an eye on what those costs will be. You know, we can actually avoid a lot of these kind of scams and issues now by having access to the internet on our phones, you know. And, and I think... You know, since since we've moved out of Europe, all of those costs have started to come in. I think it's like yeah. two pound a day on a lot of on a lot of networks. But if your phone's unlocked, you can pick up a cheap SIM card out there for you know five or six euros for a few days if you go to France or, or Spain or whatever. Even cheaper if you go in East. You know, so we've got kind of those those options. So at least you've got access to maps. At least you've got access to be able to ask the um, the phone assistant how much something's going to be. You know, you can do your own research and yeah. stuff on the go. A lot of phones nowadays have got two SIM card options. So, you know, you can just put a virtual SIM card when you land uh, and you've got internet there and you still keep your number so you can text your mates. So, yeah. but, but again, just, yeah. just when, you know, you mentioned you sort of texting, I know you've got your internet charges and stuff, but, you know, obviously your message fees, things like that. So look for if, particularly if you're in resorts and they have resort Wi-Fis and stuff and assume that the Wi-Fi network is secure. Obviously, you don't want to be using any dodgy or unsecured network sort of thing. But, you know, use some of your, your social media, use your WhatsApp instead of sending a text message because your WhatsApp will probably be free as opposed to a text message, which going from wherever it is to wherever it is, is probably going to cost you an arm and a leg, you know. So it's just been a little bit savvy with, with that sort of thing. But again, be savvy in the networks that you choose because you don't want you know you don't want to be jumping onto somebody's unsecured network and you know obviously all the data is open for everybody then so just just little things like that it's just just be aware of if you are going to keep in touch and communicate with people just how you're going to do that to keep the cost down indeed yeah, yeah great indeed. great tip actually um especially with you know sending the text message or even actually um answering the call um, yeah i think some i'm pretty sure answering a call costs money in a lot of countries yeah. now you know if it's just your mum asking you know are you coming are you come and see us on the sunday or something you know no no i'm in the south of france i'm not coming to see you <laughs> yeah. just don't answer it don't answer yeah. it yeah i'm in the south of france and that's just cost me four pound eighty but thanks very much <laughs> yeah, i appreciate yeah, yeah, that yeah, just send yeah, me whatsapp yeah, next yeah. time <laughs> there's, exactly, there's exactly a holiday that, yeah. we weren't expecting don't text your mum <laughs> <laughs> Don't text your mum whilst you're on holiday. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't answer the calls. You know, because especially when we get so many like spam calls nowadays. You know, you don't want to be answering yeah. answering a spam call and it's just cost you four quid. You yeah. know, um, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail, and yeah. you know, then you can uh, you can get to that as and when. So another one on tech is Google Translate uh, and pre-download the language if 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 that's still an option. It used to be, I don't know if it's automatic now, but Google Translate is fabulous, not just for typing in a translation, but the camera to scan real time. So yeah. we go mm. to museums and stuff. You know, I, I'm not too bad in, in French, but if you go to museums and stuff, it's sometimes quite difficult, but you just hold it up and it just translates yeah. it right on the screen. You can all look at it uh, and you can just enjoy the experience a lot more. And it, and it's yeah. it, it's tech and, you, you know, you kind of, you, know, you want to get away from tech a lot when you go on holiday with the kids and stuff. But actually... That's a really good use of tech, which isn't taken away. It's, it's adding value to what you're doing there. But but yeah. just one step further than that is obviously if you're then looking at restaurants as well. So if you go into a restaurant in a foreign country, 
and you're not exactly sure, just hold your phone up. As you say, Dave, just use the camera and it, and it will translate that menu. In, and, you know, as much as you want to try and encourage your kids to, to, to use the language and to understand the language, you know, if you genuinely don't know, I mean, like I say, we could probably just about get by in France, but that would be it. You know, Spain, I'd be knackered and Germany, I'd be knackered and that sort of thing. So by holding it up and just seeing it, again, it's a bit of tech, but, you know, it will help you out. Indeed. Indeed. And Wi-Fi cord is the way to go, says Paul1918 from YouTube. Totally. What else have you got on your list then for tips for travellers? Yeah. So for us, actually, we look at, you know, if we're doing a bunch of attractions, I think, you know, we've mentioned New York a couple of times and kind of getting getting scammed in New York with slight tangent from getting scammed, thankfully. But city passes, city passes, you know, for your, for your tourist attractions. A lot of countries that you go, New York is, is one of those I know for a fact does those city passes and it will get you into you know top of the rock it'll get you to the empire state building uh statue of liberty a few more attractions and normally it will be 20 percent, 30 percent cheaper so kind of do a little bit of research on what attractions you're going to do and even if actually you're not necessarily thinking of doing those attractions sometimes on the city passes it will give you a tip for an attraction that you may not have thought of but you you might like actually you know like uh i think the new york one it comes with the guggenheim probably wouldn't have really thought to go to the guggenheim but it's yeah. you know it's included as part of my um part of my city pass one that's yeah. essentially Ooh. free at that point right so the, the other um, thing as well that we find is if you're traveling around and you have to work out and, and be relatively savvy but if you if you are on um, one of the city pass attractions and you've got your, your hop on hop off bus and stuff yeah, actually use that as a means to then get around rather than maybe mm-hmm. either jumping in a, in a cab or or using a tube or something, you know, actually do a bit of research and plot your way around and say, actually, if we buy this pass, we can then go and look at those three or four attractions up there and it doesn't really cost us any extra to get there because we can just hop on and hop off the bus. And if there's lots and lots and lots of stops that you can get on and off, then it actually might work out a little bit cheaper than just trying to plot, you know, trying to pay each each little individual sort of transport visit. So just little things like that that might be that might be worth investigating because we we find the same. We had is it called a city city bus tour or something in New York, and it, and it got you it got you around the city. Um, and there were various loops you could do. You could do like a a, a Brooklyn loop, and then there's like a, a Midtown loop, and and various, so you can plot your way around and. And then literally hop on and go, well, we're going to go to Rockefeller or we're going to go to here or we're going to go to there. And you just jump back on the bus and it, and that sort of works out relatively cheaper. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and you get some good sights in the process as well, actually, because you see yeah. it from you see it from above rather than being on uh, on the subway in, in New York or just in a taxi yeah. where you're a bit closed off. Those hop-on, hop-off bus tours are fantastic for that kind of experience, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it allows you to, if you, if you do it on your... You know, if you're in a place for four or five days, if you do it in your first or second day, it also gives you a way to orientate yourself a little bit. Yeah. You know, especially if you know, you know, on that bus, top of the rock is actually only six blocks or so from <clears throat> the Empire State Building, but you'd planned it to do top of the rock in the morning and then Empire State in the evening yeah. with six things in between. You're sort of throwing yourself all around, all around the place. Yeah. I got a question, Ad probably uh, for me and Gaz primarily, and maybe one of our listeners, if you're taking teenagers abroad and um, let's say not like a, an English speaking theme park, 
well, let's say to a foreign country where, where the culture is different, the language difference, the food difference, what would you suggest as a parent or if there's a teenager listening from your perspective, what would you say we should do to make sure they get the most out of that holiday? That's a good question. Uh, nothing like throwing them under the bus. I, I don't know. I think it I think it's, depends what type of holiday you want to go for. If you're going to go for city break, you know, we're we're quite I say lucky our, our kids are slightly older now obviously they're 16 and sort of nearly 18 so um they will enjoy a lot of the things that we would enjoy it's just that when we're looking around at things in between the attractions they're walking around on their phone but the actual attractions themselves you know that they are probably interested in the similar sort of things that we we were when we went to New York they wanted to do Rockefeller they wanted to do Empire State they wanted to do Statue of Liberty and all of that so but I think involve them in it I think rather you know pre holiday when you're doing your planning it's like involve them in the planning and involve them in the planning of where you're going to go and what you're going to do and and it might be that you know you might have to make a concession we ended up going to ellen stardust diner which is a bit cheesy and a bit gimmicky and and this that but our kids loved it because it's basically wannabe sort of broadway singers and actors and actresses and they just come and they wait on wait your table and then they sing songs and my two kids loved it it was good and it was a decent experience. It was a bit cheesy, it, but the food was okay. But So it's just one of those. So it's a little bit give and take. But I would absolutely say involve them in the planning and, and you know, allow them to choose certain things that, that they want to go and do as well. Mm. Yeah, that's good. yeah, absolutely. And following up to what Albert, Albert, whose golden panda has posted on it, do we get laughed at when we're trying to speak a foreign language? Well, you might do, but who cares? I think, you know, try it. Because I, I certainly in, in France and Germany, trying it is massively appreciated. And, yeah, and yeah. the not trying it is totally frowned on. So those two extremes are really yeah. quite far apart. Um, yeah. So, you know, just embrace it. And with, with the kids, get get them to try the food, get them to try the language, yeah. get them to try everything they can because they're not likely to go back to the same place over and over again. A couple of experiences when we went into France, you know, we would get up and we, we, we did south of France and we did you know, your typical sort of static van and we did like the Sibley key camp sort of type holiday and they'd always have like a little sort of boulangerie or or whatever on on, on the park and you'd, you'd take your kids down and you'd say, right, say je voudrais and they would say like je voudrais and then you'd say de and you de and you baguette s'il vous plaît and, and you sort of talking to it and the, and the people behind the counter they can appreciate what you're trying to do because oh, yeah. they can they can appreciate that you're trying to use their language if you rock up and go give us one of them mate you know they just you just get a bit frowned upon don't you it's yeah. just it's just arrogant isn't it that we we as a brit expect that when we go abroad that everybody else speaks our language and we're just really ignorant to other cultures and other languages and and you know so yeah absolutely just just try to immerse yourself in it indeed one one i'll answer your question though Albert. i'll give you an example one i have been laughed at because i think that's that's perhaps what you're asking for so i was in paris and, uh, you know, I do speak a bit of French, but be- before ever, wherever we go anyway, I was prepared a little bit about what I was going to say. And we were going to do the, the Da Vinci tour, walking to the different sites. So I had in my mind, I walked up to the woman and, and she said something to me. I completely ignored what she said and just asked her in French, je voudrais de billet de la tour de Da Vinci, s'il vous plaît. And then she said again, this is an English-speaking tour in a very broad <laughs> Californian accent. We don't speak French, sorry. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I probably should have paid attention to you there. And, yeah, and, I, and there was a load of people in the queue laughing at me, and rightly so. But I will say this, though, on this sorry, sorry guess, that we, we went to France just recently. We went to Disneyland Paris, and I taught my daughter a little bit of French. 
and he got us he got us an upgrade to the room so we had a better view nice. and wherever we went like the people she would say hello and ask you know ask for stuff in french and although it was pretty clear she doesn't speak it then the waitress would take turns in, in teaching her a little bit of French yeah. as well. And it just got a much better interaction. It was yeah. really appreciated. No, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the more that you can do that, you know, and, and the more you can get them to, I'd say, you know, you, you get them to speak. The, the, the funny thing is, is that you, you prepare what you want to say and then you anticipate their response and then you anticipate what you're then going to say to that. Now, if they then say something completely different than you're, on, then you're expecting, that absolutely just blows your mind, and you're just like, uh, "Let's give these repete silvery plate." And then you see that's pretty good. <laughs> that was it? pretty good. That was. <laughs> and literally, you just end up saying that. So, was it Vrupolitro Vitescovus repete silvery plate? So you talk very fast. Can you repeat it, please? But you end up saying that like over and over and over again. It's like, you know what? I'll just speak English. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lee, have you got any other tips for us? Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, I was going to, it kind of links in with what you said about um, immersing yourself in the culture. And, you know, my tip here was going to be eat like a local, but I think actually immerse yourself in the culture is, is is better. You know, don't sit there and go, you know, to have an English breakfast in, in Spain or something like that, you know, go and try their, go and try their food, try their, try their beer, their wine, whatever, you know. And actually be part of it, listen to what they're saying and, you know, not just speak English to them. Um, we're going to, you know, like you said, they'll appreciate if you try at least trying to say a handful of words in, in, in language to them. You're going to get it wrong. You know, we're, we're all going to get it wrong. Um, your pronunciation will be off or, you know, you'll you pronounce the word wrong and you'll say something completely ridiculous and you make yourself look like a fool but they'll appreciate that you made yourself look like a fool for yeah. them trying it you know but yeah like eating eating like a local as well you know you're going to get a, a far better deal on food than you know eating in a hard rock hard rock over in in, in somewhere like thailand is going to be 20 quid but if you go to a local a uh, little local restaurant the same amount of food will cost you four quid yeah. You know, so those kind of those kind of things, you know, imported food. I'm sure you'll see this, you know, if you if you're in um, like an all inclusive resort in uh, in Spain or whatever, you know, imported alcohol is going to be off the all inclusive menu or it's going to be additional charges or things like that. But if you have the local alcohol, it's all kind of included, you know, little things like that are going to, you know, all add up eventually. Right. And it also, you know, travel around a bit, you know, because I remember one of the first first times we sort of we went and we found this lovely little sort of place in Mijas and you're up in the mountains and you're sort of driving down and you come across this, you know, this square in Mijas and there's, there's a couple of little sort of, um, sort of tavernas and bistros and cafes and stuff. And and it's off the beaten track. I mean, it, it was back in the day, you know, now it's, it's quite popular because people like me keep saying, oh, Mijas and you go there. But, you know, back in the day, it was. It was lovely. It's quite quaint. There's a lovely little sort of square, and and it, it's the typical, you know, you, you this sounds really stereotypical. You, you've got the old woman, and it's like almost, you know, you, you go and have lunch in her back back room sort of thing because you've got this tiny little mm -hmm. cafe, but it's all homemade. It's authentic. It's tasty, and actually, it it's a hundred times better than going to go down the main street and go to a greasy spoon. You go and have a fry up in bloody the red lion in the middle of 
<laughs> Torrey Molinos or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and then you go and then you go and have a beer and you go to the Irish pub to and you're like, really? I'm in Spain, I've gone the dog and duck and and Paddy McGuinnesses or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just like it's just stupid, isn't it? But that's yeah. what that's what we do. Yeah. But absolutely don't do that, you know, just no. just get off the beaten track, assuming it's safe. And I'm not suggesting that you know you, you go wandering off on your own at all, but get off the beaten track and just just go and try and discover a bit about the place that, that you're gonna go to. You know, that that's the thing for me. Well, here's a question. Yeah. That is a question on souvenirs because we all like to bring back a few souvenirs of, on our travels. Me personally, I like to bring back a Christmas decoration from wherever I go to decorate my tree, which is quite challenging when you travel in the middle of summer sometimes. So if you were to buy a souvenir, would you only buy locally made products, not from China, for example, or would you not care about the origin of that product? Oh, you've got to go local, haven't you? Surely. Yeah. Oh, is, so there reason, is there a reason he's asking that question, Dave? You're yeah. so smiling. So there's, there's obviously a, yeah, yeah. It, there definitely is Dave by Dave's spot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, Luke, when, when you go to a lot of these places, when you go to the more popular tourist attractions, the gift shop, a lot of the stuff in there, no matter where you go in the world, seems to be the same sort of tat, tat. <laughs> that, that in every single shop it's cheaply made. It, it's of no quality. It has nothing to do with the local area other than perhaps the words, you are in France or something, or you are in Germany, or a printed map. I love map New York, or, something. or I love France, yeah. or something like that. Um, I mean, we bought, I mean, Albert is probably referring to, A, that I always make that point of not going to gift shops, but also in where we have been in places before, he's got this like this cool, like it's a wine bottle holder. And it, it was probably I don't know nine or ten we got it from France, but it was it was handmade, and it was all like uh, fabricated like scrap metal that had been made onto this motorbike, guy on a motorbike, but it's a wine bottle holder. It might have cost thirty thirty five euros. I can't remember. It, it wasn't a ten, and it wasn't a hundred, so it was a decent amount of money. But it was something that was made there, and she told us about who it was made and how it was made. You could see you know some of the materials in the background. You bring that back, it's a memory. I mean, I can't remember where it was, but Catherine will know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good memory. <laughs> I, think it, I, think it was, I think it was Brittany. Albert, Albert might know, but he's, he's yeah. a bit like me, actually. He, he, Sandbatch. <laughs> no, um, Taiwan. Um, but it was made, but that you bring that back, but I know that that was made by somebody in, in near one of the villages where we stayed. Now, I don't know where do that you? Is, but do but... you really? Do, do <laughs> you, you know, well... know where you were? <laughs> <laughs> do you know that she, she's just turned around going, here's another one. Let's sell him this story. <laughs> sell him a story, put a bit of scrap metal on the floor behind the counter. The old <laughs> yeah, four point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't think so. And if she did, then fair play. Fair play it's a nice it, yeah. thing. You don't mind. You didn't, didn't mind paying it. It's substantial and you got value. And if she, if she has done that, then fair play. But I don't, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so we like to keep these episodes to round about the hour mark we've gone a little bit over tonight but i think it's worthwhile for you folks so before we go lee any tips that you want to chuck out there for us just quick sharp yeah so um make a plan make a plan but be flexible um be flexible with what what you're going to do just in case you know things do change attractions close you know there's unforeseen circumstances i think we all had um we all had plans over the past few years with COVID that unfortunately did have to change. So we were making little rough things, little things like that, and leaving yourself enough time to make sure that if you've seen something on the way, 
you know you've um, you've been researching or you've driven past something or you've walked past something so you can go back and do it you know just leave yourself that little bit of breathing room i know when we when we do these these big holidays we really want to like cram as much in right but you also want to enjoy it at the same time so you've got to leave yourself that that breathing room to soak it in and then if you do if you do find something that you really want to do you've got that time to to go back to it so i think that's quite good to just you know make sure you're enjoying it along the way um and not just uh not just trying to do stuff for the sake of doing it whilst you're there indeed indeed it's a good one it's a good one it's a good time there i think to wrap it up so Without further ado, who wants to say their goodbyes first, guys? Yeah, I um, really enjoyed this episode. You know, um, the couple of times we've had Leon, it's it's been a bit of a laugh. It's been a hoot. Love chatting to him. Love love chatting about his experiences um, traveling. He obviously is is extremely sort of knowledgeable, and, and you know, there's loads of advice that that he he can give. So, um, really, really enjoyed this episode. And enjoyed having a bit of a laugh with you guys again. Just telling couple of stories here and there about our travel so and um, we'll look forward to next time because no doubt at some point we'll have lee back on again and it'll be a bricks travels a bit further or whatever and um, yeah we'll, we'll look forward to the next time indeed indeed dave yeah uh, absolutely it's good to have lee on again and i suspect that his list is probably quite a bit longer and we haven't really got all the way through it um and i'm quite pleased that we only said pay off your credit card in full only about nine times this episode <laughs> it's good advice though dude it's, it's excellent advice <laughs> i think it's advice that we don't all follow sadly but we should probably <laughs> do as we say not do as we do absolutely yeah, absolutely solid advice lee do you want to say your goodbyes to our listeners and if you do have anything else on that list that you think it's really important to get out there chuck it out there now dude yeah no i just want to say um thanks for having me on again um thank you for everybody at home listening and watching along um it's been great we just talking to everybody and you know sharing knowledge really because i've picked up a few hints and tips along the way here as well which has been um quite useful for me they're definitely i'm going to be making a list i'm going to be printing it out and laminating it and sticking it on the wall so i've got a, pa- a proper packing list to, to go by you know it's 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 been great it was it was great last time i've really enjoyed it and you know if you guys at home want to follow along we've got this up in the top corner shameless plug do follow us along. Uh, we're currently on a Philippines travel series um, and shortly going into Hong Kong and Hong Kong Disneyland. So um, be sure to check that out. Yeah, and for our audio listeners, you can find him as Abrit Travels on YouTube and Abrit Travels on Instagram. And I would recommend you do because they are worthy videos. Like I said before, the first time we had him on, that's where I came across Lee is when I was planning my trip to Disneyland Paris. I, it, it's, that's that's where I came across Lee's watching one of his videos and that would be probably my last tip that I took out there something I do before I go out there like we've all said familiarize yourself with it the way I do that is I watch a lot of YouTube videos so I watch, I've seen a lot of these videos mm-hmm. and I've seen you know if I'm going somewhere I just bang it on you know walking tour videos whatever just to fil- familiarize myself with it and get a few ideas of the stuff that I want to see and do while I'm there some of it I might never have thought of and you might not find in some of your travel guides. And that's it from us. So thank you very much for listening. Hopefully it won't be the last time we get Leon. We'd love to hear about some more of his travels. And I do suspect, like Dave says, we can probably get a few more tips out of him. So I will say thank you all for listening and goodbye. (laughs) 